Please be seated. You know, one of the beauties of following the Revised Common Lectionary is that it takes you through short journeys of the Holy Scriptures. Often it's, it's kind of like a, a flyover of a particular book of the Bible, highlighting the major themes of the text as you, as you fly over. You can see the terrain of the book and so forth. So today we embark on a new journey in the Bible. Our second reading is from the book of Hebrews. And we will be in the book of Hebrews. It'll be our second reading each Sunday until Christ the King Sunday, which is the 21st of November. So over the next so many weeks, our focus on Sundays will be from this book of the Bible. So as I have encouraged you before, when we concentrate on a particular book of the Bible, I encourage you to read through the book of Hebrews and meditate on it, consider its message study it. If you would like some a companion book reading to go with it, please email me or text me, ask me. But let's dive into this book over the next seven, eight weeks here. The book of Hebrews comes to us with an unknown author. Many originally thought it was written by St. Paul, but the style and the, and the grammar are surely different than his writings. Many scholars have suggested a number of authors that it may be, but there remains no consensus. So it remains a mystery of who wrote the book. But it does seem to be clear that the audience that the writer had in mind were Jewish Christians, referring to things that would be important and known by Jewish thinkers and leaders. The writer is building a case of who the identity of the Messiah is and what the Messiah did and is doing. It is a great reveal, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Hebrews has some of the highest Christology in all of Scripture, and it is there that we will turn and often return to this Christology through the pages of Hebrews over the next two months. The writer begins the book with these words. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. So right from the start, notice the little bit about uh, when you start an ancient letter about the author and stuff is missing. So right from the start, Acknowledging the revelation of God in the Old Testament, the author reveals the focus of the book, the Son of God. God has spoken to us through his Son. The Son is the appointed one as the heir of all things, speaking here to his Jewish audience as the people of God. The people of God are the ones who inherited the promised land, the ones who, who looked for their heir of King David, prophesied to have an eternal kingdom, this son of God that Hebrews is talking about is the heir of all things, not just land or nations, but all things. This son of God, the writer of Hebrews says, is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being. The writer is, of course, describing the son of God, the creator of the world, the one who sustains all things by his powerful word. This is the person, Jesus Christ, God incarnate, the very image of God. 
Listen to how Jesus responded to who he was in the Gospel of John. And his disciple Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak of my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. And it was Jesus who became like his creation, becoming lower than the angels that surround the throne room of God. It was Jesus who suffered and died, taking our place so that we could become sanctified through him. As the writer of Hebrews says, because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God, he, Jesus, might taste death for everyone. So because of Jesus Christ, we by grace, can have forgiveness of sins, not because we deserve it, not because we can earn it, not because our family background is all of that, or because of our credentials. Salvation only comes by grace through faith alone. Jesus Christ came to earth to save sinners, to save the lost, and by his grace, we are here today worshiping God. Because he chose us before the foundation of the world. Because he died and rose again. Because he has forgiven our sins. And because he is coming back to judge the living and the dead. And he will set the world at rights. Ushering in the new earth and the new heaven. And we will be with Jesus forever. So the question that the author of Hebrews is getting at. Is the same question for us today. Who do you say Jesus is? Who do you say Jesus is? Was he a great prophet? Was he a great leader? Or was he really who he said he was? Who his disciples say he was? Who the author of Hebrews says he was and is? Was Jesus Christ really God in the flesh? And it is more than just how we answer the question. It is, also how the, it is also how the answer to that question shapes and forms our lives. It changes the way we think about life in this world. Confessing Jesus Christ as our Lord and as our Savior are not just words, like a mental exercise to see if we pass the test to, to co cover some kind of entrance exam. To confess someone as my Lord shapes the very way that I live to declare that Jesus Christ is my Lord changes the way that I live, the way I behave, the way I, I do life. Many people can say that they believe this or that, but we know many whose lives would say otherwise simply because their actions speak louder than words. A politician certainly can say one thing, but their voting record can say something completely different. We can say one thing, and our lives can say something very different. But this is one thing we don't want to get wrong. We do not want a failure to communicate here. The following notice appeared sometime back in a newspaper in the northeastern part of the U.S. 
And this notice reads like this. To those of you who bought our book, Skydiving Made Easy, please enter the following correction on page 12, paragraph 3, line 2. The words state zip code should say pull ripcord. We regret any inconvenience this mistake may have caused you. You see, some misunderstandings have significant consequences. Reminds me of that autocorrect sometimes when you're doing a text. The writer of Hebrews is doing the best he or she can to spell out who Jesus is. They don't want to miscommunicate who Jesus is. Hebrews says in just our reading today, Jesus is the heir of all things. Jesus is the person through whom the worlds were created. Jesus is the reflection of God's glory. Jesus is the exact imprint of the very being of God. Jesus is the one who sustains all things by his powerful word. Jesus is the one who made purification for our sins. Jesus is the one sitting down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Those are just the things that Hebrews says in our reading. And it is this Jesus who extends his grace and mercy to us so that by faith we can become co-heirs, brothers and sisters in the people of God, serving our one Father. Don't get caught up in all the minutiae of this world, but stay focused with your eyes on Jesus. Hebrews was written to remind us that we serve a good, wonderful, loving, just, and holy Lord. And his name is Jesus. And may we get that, that core message of Hebrews, way down deep in our soul. So that's what pours out. So when we view the world, that's the lens we look in. So when we're making decisions and thinking through things, our first point of reference isn't what do I think about this, but what does God think about this? May we get way down deep in our soul who Jesus is. And when we call him Lord and Savior, what that means. May that be revealed more and more into our lives. And may we praise his name forever and forever. Amen.